0: Welcome back to Above Par. I hope you're finding some nice weather in your area that you're able to get out there and play some golf, getting fired up for the season, working on your swing, (laughs) getting out the kinks if you're up in the Northeast, planning your schedule maybe. I always found that when I lived in the Northeast and I came out of the winter and I started playing, I always got off to this amazing start. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not as rusty as I thought I was going to be. I played great. I was like, all right, things are pretty good. I'm all right. And then just like two rounds later, you're like, okay, I don't feel like I've ever touched a club in my life. <laughs> I always found that that's, that transition from the winter into spring and trying to feel like you're getting the rust off and getting back into the groove. was It's like when you quit exercising for an extended period of time, and then you get back into it. It's like that ramp up period. It's always a little bit rough. But I talked to a golf pro friend of mine from New Jersey and he said, you know, Now people are starting to ramp up in February. They're coming out for lessons in the indoor facility and working on their games in the winter. So I don't know if that was you or not. So that by the time the season hits and the weather changes in the Northeast or in wherever you are, where it's a little volatile right now, that you're ready to roll. And then those of you who are blessed to get to play golf all year round, you can't relate to any of that. (laughs) So even if you are in an area that plays golf twenty four seven. The golf season really exists in the golf world in these next few months. All the tournaments, the national tournaments, the USGA events, really they are congregated into these next several months that are coming up. So if that's you and you play in those events and you're ramping up, I want to talk about asking yourself good questions. Conversely, I want to talk about asking yourself crappy questions. And this is what our human brain does. And I want to address it here in this podcast so that you can be on the lookout. They're like fingernails at a chalkboard to my ears when I coach people. <laughs> so I'm always calling them out. I talked to a client today and he said, I could see you smirking when I asked those questions. <laughs> I try to have poker face, but clearly I don't. I'm too expressive because I heard them and I was jotting them down so that I could bring them up uh and ask them about them and really just call them out on them because our brain believes they're useful. Our brain believes they're helpful. And just because our brain asks us the question and we allow it to ask the questions all the time, we don't question them. We don't look for alternatives. We don't even think if there's an option or we could think something else because our brain is offering up the question. And we might have validation from these questions from people that we golf with or that we play with because they're asking the same crappy questions to themselves right and this is the thing if you ask your brain a crappy question you are going to get crappy answers this is the way that we know that a question is not useful or doesn't serve us because the answers we're getting don't feel good and then we think there's more wrong than actually initially we guessed and we start feeling crappier and getting down this kind of this rabbit hole of negativity And it all started with a question. So let me share with you some common golf questions that are crappy. (laughs) Sorry for using that word if you don't like it, but it's just the best way to say it. It's not useful. It's not powerful. It's not helpful. It's bad. It's crappy because it makes us feel crappy. Okay, here's a few. What's wrong with me? (laughs) You're out playing golf. Maybe you make a couple bogeys. You have a big number. have a series of three putts. Hit kind of a wonky shot. And you say, what the heck is wrong with me? Oh, your brain will let you know. Your brain will be happy to oblige and give you all the things that are wrong with you. Probably going back to childhood. (laughs) You just open the door on your brain going, I've been waiting for this question to share with you all the negative things that have happened in your life and all the different ways that you're screwing up. It's an open-ended question that your brain is happy to fill with all the negative things. It will find all the things wrong with you. That's the way the brain is designed. Another one, why can't I play well? Again, your brain will tell you all the different reasons that you can't play well. Next thing you know is like, I didn't realize I felt so bad about my golf game, but clearly I must because I just came up with 40 reasons why I can't play well. And now you have zero confidence and you feel very low, a little hopeless, mix in some despair in there. What if I score bad? Okay. Now what you've done is you've shaken your hamster cage. If you've heard me talk about this before, hard in this case. And now you've freaked your brain out because now it's going to put more pressure on you to perform better. Because what if I score bad is going to come up with all the reasons and all the things that are going to happen when you produce a number that you don't like. How are you going to feel? What people are going to say? How are you going to treat yourself? Not a useful question. Am I ready? Am I ready to play in the tournament? Am I ready for this event? Have I practiced enough? Right. Your brain is likely going to sit there and tell you all the things that you could go out and do and practice more. Maybe you should go out and hit 10 more chips, right? Maybe you should go out and hit like another basket of bunker shots. Maybe you should try the downhill line, the bunker shot over a big lip just in case. Once you do that and you spend an hour doing that, then maybe you'll be ready. Being ready is a decision. It's just you saying, I'm ready. I've made this analogy with my kids taking a test. I'd have my oldest daughter was like, yeah, I studied for a half an hour. And I'm like, really? That's enough? She goes, sure. Yeah, I got it. I'm ready. Then my youngest daughter would study for every waking hour that she has with her face still in the book on the bus all the way through through every class until she takes that test still not believing she's ready. My oldest daughter is going to look down at the test and go look for all the ways that she was ready and that she knows the answers. And then my youngest daughter who studied the most was going to take that test and look for all the different ways she wasn't ready. Oh, I didn't know that one. And her brain gets shut off and doesn't get access to all the information that she has that she crammed in her head the night before. This is the same with golf. You say, am I ready? The next question I say is, how would you know? How do you know when you're ready? If you just decide I'm ready, then you're going to go look for all this evidence when you're out playing golf that you were totally prepared and you were totally ready and that you did enough. Not that you didn't do enough because that first shot, your brain will go, see, you should practice more. Am I ready is not a useful question unless your answer is yes. What will I shoot? Just go jump on a hamster wheel, a human hamster wheel, and just stay there and run all day because you are never going to come up with an answer for that one. <laughs> You're just going to exhaust yourself with all the different scenarios of what you could possibly shoot. Who knows? On any given day, if it was that predictable, golf would be a totally different sport. What if I get off to a bad start? Not totally a horrible question, as long as you answer it with something positive and useful. Well, if I get off to a bad start, this is what I'm going to do. Not a problem. But if you let your brain catastrophize, well, if I get off to a bad start, then that's going to mean X, Y, and Z. Now you're going to freak yourself out. Now you can to put more pressure on yourself on those first couple holes because you have that question. You asked your brain that question. What if I get off to a bad start? Why can't I ever putt well? Right? Okay. I'm just going to say, I kind of had this one. <laughs> it's not very useful. I did not like the answers I came up with. They were not helpful. They did not make me feel better. And what I did was every time I went out and putted and I hit a wonky putt, I'm like, well, that's, you know, here we go. I can't putt well. That's the reason I can't putt well. It's because I hit putts like that. And then it just would go downhill not a useful question. Why do I suck? That's like the universal golf question. Why do I suck? Or I suck. Again, your brain's going to come up with all the different reasons why you suck. The truth of the matter is why any of us suck is because we're playing the game of golf. And at any given moment, we just really are, don't know what's going to happen. And we can't predict our results. And most of us don't know how to manage our minds. So it makes it seem like we suck. And you hear yourself ask that question, you're going to get some crappy answers why is everyone better than me? This is a lens that you're going to put on and you're going to tee off. And all you're going to do is compare yourself to every single person on the golf course, at the golf course in golf. You're going to scan your brains like, well, let's find out. Well, that person's better at you than chipping. And that person's better than you hitting the bunker. And that person hits it a little bit further. Your brain will search, scan every single person that you come across on different ways that they're better than you. And as Teddy Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy that will suck the joy out of your day and out of your life as we compare ourselves to other people because we ask that crappy question. What if I play bad? Some of these questions like what if I play bad and what if I get off to a bad start are useful for you to answer. Answer it. What what if you do play bad? What's your answer to it? Are you going to feel crappy? Are you going to beat yourself up? Are you going to feel embarrassed? Because that's the work. Right? The minute we solve for that, then that question doesn't pop up in our head. The minute we we ask the question, on what if I do play bad? How am I going to feel? How am I going to treat myself? What am I going to think? And can I handle that? Because if I can handle that, then this is not a problem. But if I can't handle it, if I'm not going to have my own back, or I don't think I have the emotional capacity to handle it, then it's going to be a problem. Right? That's your work. That's where you want to get stronger. That's where you want to get better. Will my game show up today? Right now it starts spinning to all the different things that could happen if your game doesn't show up today. Answer that question too. What if it doesn't show up? Then what? Can you still score? Can you still have a good time? Are you going to beat the crap out of yourself? Do we backhand our game to make sure it shows up? So these are all crappy questions because what they're going to do is they're going to lead your brain down this little hole of negativity and it's going to come up with all these answers that don't feel very good. So I want you to start catching those questions that you ask yourself and you want to get in the habit of asking your brain powerful questions. You ask powerful questions, you will get powerful answers from your own brain. I don't know is not an option. You cannot say to yourself, I just don't know. Because what you've done is you turn your computer off, you turn your brain off from even searching. It's like, all right, I'll go to sleep. I'm not even going to think about it. Done. The answer will not come to you. If you ask yourself a question and the answer is, I don't know, you have to make a guess. If I had to guess, what would be my best guess? Now you get your brain working. So what are some powerful questions? In some of these scenarios, I would say, how can I have my own back today if things don't go well? What do I know how to do today? What's my next best play right here? What do I feel good about today? I'm ready. How do I know that I'm ready? How do I wanna show up today? So when you find yourself asking a bad question, a crappy question, turn it into something positive or just let it go. Notice that that was a bad question. I'm just not going there. I'm going to decide to think this instead. I'm going to decide to ask my brain this instead. I'm going to decide to start looking for this kind of evidence. What do you want to see happen? Focusing more on what you know how to do, what you feel good about, what you feel certain about. And different ways that you can have your own back. Start noticing the crappy questions. Pivot them to something more powerful. Get in the habit of asking yourself powerful questions, because as you listen to the answers that your brain offers you, you will feel much more hopeful, much more positive, much more uplifted and motivated, determined for the day ahead. All right How are you going to have an amazing week? How do you want to show up this season? And then listen for what your brain has to say. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.